0: What is up everybody welcome to another edition of drive for show DFS for dough here on roto grinders happy to be with you breaking down another week of golf and of course looking back at the week that was with the PGA championship and lots of stuff for us to break down here and uh, of course. Phil Mickelson becoming the oldest major winner ever it, out of nowhere. It was just an incredible week at the PGA Championship. So we'll look back at that and then look ahead to this week's Charles Schwab Challenge. So I am Justin Van STL Cardinals 84, the Daily Fantasy Handle. We'll bring in my two usual co-hosts. We've got Mr. Tambo, Tyler Tambolin, on one side. Tambo, what's going on?
2: Oh, not much, man. Like you said, pretty crazy week when Phil's taking things down. It's always a sight to see, and it certainly was on eighteen. The Tiger-esque scene where everyone was right behind him. Just an awesome event overall, man. Loved the course. The course was incredible. I wish we would see more of it. Uh, hopefully they make something happen so that we can. Kiowa Island, just an incredible place to be. Patrick Reed snuck the cutout, you know, had that happen. Just a lot of good things overall for the week. So excited to get into this week, but one of the best majors in a while that I can remember. We've had so many good ones lately, and that was just another one to add to the pile.
0: Yeah, for sure. It was a fantastic finish there on Sunday, a little wild there with the crowd on 18 and uh, Brooks has been making waves for multiple <laughs> things here over the course of the last uh, 48 hours, but uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, no shortage of, uh, of headlines. That's for sure. Uh, we can bring in our other co-host also likely making waves somewhere or another. That's Mr. Derek Farnsworth. Uh, Derek, your jazz. They got beat the other night. So let's have to get back on track here in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that was a little strange. Mitchell was uh, active and then all of a sudden not playing and uh, his teammates didn't even know he wasn't going to play. So uh, hopefully they bounce back uh, on Wednesday. But yeah, amazing golf tournament. Uh, I didn't have any field, didn't have any Brooks and still was glued to the TV all weekend. Um, the course was awesome. Kiwa. I have a friend that's like, God, that was a great tournament in Hawaii. I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I like that it was tough. I like that it was fair. If you hit good shots, you can make birdies. A lot of bogeys out there as well, so uh, tremendous tournament. I ended up having a pretty good week on FanDuel despite not having much. Um, the sixes from Fitz and Cantley there on number 17 definitely hurt my chances on uh late on Sunday, but uh, overall, fun week. Uh, I think they need uh, another major there
0: here soon, or just replace the Byron Nelson and just play there every yeah. year in some tournament, <laughs> you know, that would be fine. Uh, with me anyway but uh, yeah it was great uh, obviously for Phil to do that after not posting like a top 20 finish all year was uh, certainly storybook and uh, and good for him to to get that W um, and it was just you know it was a crazy week with all the uh, guys there on the cut line at plus five thought I finally got Patrick Reed right and he goes out and <laughs> makes another cut <sighs> there right at the end so uh, and had a decent enough weekend but Tambo, any other takeaways from last week's uh, tournament for you?
2: There's just so many. One that would stand out, though, was Louis and man. This guy, another second, the grand, the career grand slam already in majors of coming in seconds, and now he does it again. And if he could have just made a putt, it's always the case, but yeah, it's all day Saturday, all day Sunday. He didn't make any huge mistakes till Sunday down the stretch, which that's classic Louis, I guess. But if he just, I don't know, if he could ever do something, man, I don't know, I know why he gets so close. I just don't know why people don't play him. That's what I won't understand at these majors. He does it again. I was happy to see that. All my other guys, man, it was just a week of, you know, Hovland, Morikawa over X was one of the calls I loved last week. All these guys made the cut, burger, you know, barely, and then did nothing with it over the weekend. It was nice to see Answer there, Louis, some of those guys, I guess. But uh, a lot of these guys will be talked about for this week. I'm interested to get into this slate and go through some of the thoughts with them coming across from the PGA championship. But again, like Noto said, no Brooks. No Phil, no money for me at least, and and still a great major. Couldn't take my eyes off it. Loved every minute of it. So it was great. Yeah, no Brooks, no Phil, and uh, I only lost about
0: seventy bucks, so it wasn't uh, wasn't horrible. <laughs> at the end of the day, I'll take that uh, for all the entertainment value that we got out of it. So Noto, any other takeaways from the event for you?
1: Yeah, we got to play Will Zalatoris anytime uh, he's on a difficult golf course. I mean, his ball striking is just so good. Tony Finau, another top ten at a major. Padring Harrington just out of nowhere. Um, I could not believe I saw him up there uh, T4 uh, for the week. So that was pretty interesting. Harry Higgs got himself into the Masters with the T4. I love to see that. Uh, Just drinking vodka and waters all week, I'm sure. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Ricky, yeah, Ricky. Uh, signs of life from him. I'm glad I played him the previous four weeks and uh, didn't play him last week. So that <laughs> that paid off. And then, uh, hey, our Brian Harmon. I mean, the dude gained four strokes ball striking and missed the cut because he lost it all on and around the greens, which uh, is worse since like 2018. Um, just terrible. He would have been, uh, you know, T2 probably by the end of the week.
0: Oh, I'm sure he's getting the orange dot this week. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll find out <laughs> as we go along. But, uh... Yeah, we shipped to Colonial this week, and you know, it's symbolic in a way that this was the first tournament back after the COVID pause last June. Uh, obviously, you know, it got shuffled a little bit on the calendar, but we're back to the kind of end of May first part of June 4th this year. And so uh, it come full circle, the first tournament outside of obviously the masters being rescheduled, the first regular tournament that, you know, we're seeing for the second time around since the COVID break. And um You know, Colonial is just a classic course. This tournament's been around for, I believe this is the 75th or 76th year, all played on the same course. So, uh, Noto, what you got to make of the course this week?
1: Yeah, so like you mentioned, uh, this was the first event back uh, after the COVID break, but it was a different time of year, at least a little bit. Um, And we saw, you know, a bigger field. There was 156 golfers in the field uh, last year. There's only going to be 121. It's back to the invitational status. And a lot of golfers last year just got so much more aggressive than we were expecting off the tee guys were just hitting it over the trees. So it'll be interesting uh, for me to see if, um, you know, the course has forced layups again, or if guys are just going to attack it like they did last year. But uh, historically one of those plotter type courses where you just want to be in the fairway. Um, there are a lot of forced layups. Like I mentioned, there's only two par fives to work with a uh, 7,200 yard park, par 70 uh, bank grass greens, uh, Texas. So wind could be, a factor this week actually, I actually haven't checked the weather just yet but um definitely want to you know take that into account and you know the guys with the best course history spieth kisner kevin Na, um, those types of guys that are just um, can be good with their irons and then really good short games uh, you definitely want to avoid bogeys uh focusing on strokes gain approach and then just try to keep it in the fairway um whether you want to look at good drive percentage or strokes gain off the tee, or you know. Uh, fairways gained, whatever it may be. Um, You want to keep it in play off the tee and uh, avoid those tree lines because you will make a lot of bogeys if you do miss these fairways. And yeah, that's pretty much it for me.
2: All right, Tambo, what are you looking at this week? One thing noted brought I have a lot of the same stuff as always, just, you know, similar mindset. I like that we're back to a course that we know a little bit more about. Uh, plenty about for that matter we, you know, the last year was awesome. Actually, I remember it was, you know, Burger, Shafle, and Morikawa down to the end to the wire and then a playoff and then Burger sneaks it out. So a pretty good event there last year that we had, and I'm hoping for the same thing this week, but the wind factor he brings up is certainly going to be something, you know, it almost always is. It's never a bad idea at courses like this in Texas, things where you can build around getting after it as far as, you know, the wind waves. So it'll be something I'll be looking for on tomorrow night show when I do the Wednesday night show, but mainly, like you said, the ball strikers, it's tree, heavily tree-lined. You don't want to make mistakes. Uh, I remembered back today. I saw the classic Kevin Na shot where he tells Kenny, his caddy, that he's going for it either way, and then he ends up chipping it in from the grandstand over there. Like it's really tough. If you're not in the fairway, you're in trouble here. So that's something you're gonna you're gonna want to pay attention to. And then uh, just so you know, the ability to avoid bogeys. It's, it can get pretty tough if you're not if you're if you're making bogeys here, you're in big trouble. So I think that's one thing to look out for as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I think it'll play a little bit uh, more difficult. You know, another factor was last year, we had an absolutely loaded field here because it was the first tournament back. Everybody was playing. Uh, you don't have that this time with, you know, it being the week after a major uh, field strength, just a little bit weaker than uh, than what we, well, quite a bit weaker than what we had here last year, but um, you know, still maybe a little bit stronger than what we had in, in years prior to 2019. So somewhere in between, I think the course had generally played around a stroke over par on average the previous few years, and it was about a stroke under par on average last year, plus the slightly different time on the, on the calendar. So uh, should still play pretty difficult. You get the, um, the old uh, easy par five right out of the gate. So uh, as I say every year when we do this tournament, you know, you can tilt uh, when your golfer doesn't birdie the, uh, the first hole, which is basically the, the one par five that's reachable in two. Um, the par five on the back is is pretty lengthy, so uh, be prepared to tilt nicely when your your golfer doesn't birdie the first. But uh, anyway, let's uh, let's start digging in here. Um, and speaking of coming full circle, Jordan Spieth is the most expensive golfer on uh, DFS again, which is strange to say, but uh, certainly has earned it with his play this year. So he's 11.2K on DraftKings. We've got Thomas, we've got Morikawa, we've got Reed, and we've got Berger above that 10 K threshold. Um, And then let's just throw Sal in there at 9900 because he's so close and obviously talking points. Um, Tambo, I'll go to you first on this group. Uh, How are you handling the top this week? It looks like we got Spieth and Morikawa as the chalky plays right now.
2: I actually like it a lot. I'm glad you threw my guy. I I coined the phrase yesterday, Willie Z The guy just makes so many Eagles. If you go back and check his numbers, I haven't heard that one yet, but uh, eight Eagles in his last seven tournaments and Morikawa has zero in his last 10 Two pretty incredible ball strikers. not what I expected when I saw the numbers. So I trademarked that, but I'm glad you threw him in. I throw answer in there as well. And I'll tell you why, just because I think the winner is coming from answer up to speed. And I know that's, that you're picking all the favorites, I get it. I'm saying, but it, it, at some tournaments you'd build based off off of that or accordingly. And I really do think the winners up here, the guys that stand out for me, I'm okay with Morikawa being heavily owned. He had that super hot Sunday round. So did Answer. I'm I'm already bringing Answer into the poll here. Uh, I like Justin Thomas. So I know you're going to talk about cards. I just think it's a spot to go back to him. It's tough last week, but it didn't have to go through the mental grind, uh, unfortunately for some that played him last week. And, and the price is still fair. Speed's there, you know, people will play him. And then I like Berger. I'm, I'm surprised he's only coming in at uh, just under 10% projected ownership right now. I think, again, I know it's the defending champion situation, but I'll definitely go back to him after he kind of burned everyone last week at 8,700. Price went up some, but the field went down substantially. So uh, JT Morikawa-Berger, and then definitely like answer and Willie Z, but that's, you know, I'm not going to like a bunch of these other guys in the nine K range or upper eight K range besides one guy. So we'll go from there.
0: Yeah. I like Thomas a lot. Uh, he just, he didn't have to go through that four round grind last week. He was really popular last week. People are just gonna, you know, they're going to be a little skittish to go back to the well at that salary. Um, you look at his numbers over the last 50 rounds are still really strong. So, um, Justin Thomas is my guy up there this week uh, certainly like Zalatoris as well. I mean, he's a Texas guy and basically, you know, has only let people down once, uh, and still a special temporary member doesn't have his full fledged PGA tour card, but yet he's got like four top tens and majors already, including two this year. Um, you know, just, uh, what Max Homa posted on Twitter the other day that just give him his card or else we'll all, they'll all go in and (laughs) uh, lay their jackets down Rudy style on the, uh, the coach's desk. But, uh PJ2 doesn't care. They'll censor everything. They censor, they censored the Brooks video. So uh, uh, noto over to you. I'm rambling here.
1: Uh yeah, that's funny. Um, he's gonna be on the Ryder Cup team and not make the FedEx Cup playoffs. So <laughs> um,
0: it's
1: gotta be the first. Um anyway, uh, what are you doing with Patrick Reed, Justin? I need to know.
0: <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> God, he was six over par. I'm like, oh yeah, the cut line's plus three right now. To probably go to plus four uh probably won't get to plus five though so even if he birdies the last i'm gonna send out this tweet i finally got patrick reed right he birdies the last hole from like 10 feet cut sneaks to plus five nobody runs hotter than this guy when (laughs) whenever i don't roster him when i do it's a bogey on the last hole and he misses the cut by one so So... i don't i don't know (laughs) i haven't set my player pool yet and so you guys just tell me what you want to do and i'll do the opposite to make y'all happy
2: I think it comes down to what I do because it's always what I'm the opposite of Justin. We figured out what he's doing, but if I'm also off of him, which someone in the chat asked Tambo, you don't like your boy Reed. And I don't because I, I like the other guys around him more. So that's really what it comes down to for me. And if Nodo gets him and runs hot and takes it down, then good for him. I just think that Berger, Morikawa and JT any day, especially on this course, uh, you know, for the setup, I'm, I'm going to go with those three and then even Willie Z and answer are right there that I would prefer to take as well.
0: All right, Noto. I mean, he's approaching the I'm just not going to play him status. So eventually I'll be right when he sucks. But (laughs) I I just, uh, he's so maddening. It is just so, so close to finally getting him right.
1: Yeah, I was right there with you for the longest time. And then I ended up playing him two tournaments ago because of the weather stack. And uh, he came T6 for me and then uh, played him last week in FanDuel and then T17. So uh, I'm back on the Reed bandwagon. He's played well here. He's obviously a Texas guy, um, elite short game. So, I do have some interest in him. And then I like Jordan Spieth all the way at the top, um, obviously, former winner here. If you look like at his numbers from last week, he gained over eight strokes, T to green. He just couldn't putt. Um, that was the same issue with the Masters, too. So, um, he's going to be in contention pretty much every week from here on out. He's playing so well. The Irons look good. He's keeping it together off the tee, um, which you just have to do a little bit here at Colonial. So, uh, he's my favorite guy up at the very top. I like Reed. I like the JT call after he missed the cut last week. And uh, I'll probably be underweight on Morikawa. I'm thinking about just betting him outright because he's a guy that wins a lot and then has like a lot of like T20 finishes just because he doesn't put that well. So uh, I know he played great here last year. I know he's in good form. Um, best ball striker probably in the field. So um, that certainly scares me. But if I put outright on him, I feel better about fading him at 21% ownership or whatever it may be. I don't mind going back to Berger. Uh, Zalatoris mentioned the Texas angle and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's similar to Morikawa. He's like the same player, just an elite ball striker, great irons, and then uh, you just take your chances with the short game. So, I like everyone up here can't play him, uh, but my top two are going to be Reed and Speed.
0: All right, um, he's going to the, the anti Justin guys. Um, I'm on Thomas this week, so uh, Thomas, Will Zalatoris. I'm kind of in lockstep with uh, with Tambo, um, and I, just, I and I I don't hate Speed, but. At twenty percent and the highest salary, I just uh, I think I got to pass on him this week. But,
2: but why does Reed have ownership and a guy like Zalatoris doesn't? I know it's not the it's not for it's not a course for debut tons and all this stuff. But like Reed's almost up to fifteen percent already. Like why do yeah, people love that, Reed? Yeah, I
0: mean that and that might shift. I, I think if anything, you see Zalator shift maybe a little higher. Uh, yeah. I suppose it's because the Answer's right there and you know yeah. he had Answer had the old hot Sunday round last week. Uh, the minus seven that, you know, helped a lot of people out and got him all the way up the leaderboard. So um, I, I don't know. I think that's it. Uh, that, that's maybe more of a factor that, you know, people will go to answer uh, Connors in the 9Ks, Neiman. So, uh,
2: but I think Zaltors
0: yeah. will maybe end a little higher than where we've got him now. Makes sense. All right. Uh, Noda, I'll stick with you. I'll let you go through the next range as well.
1: Yeah, you mentioned answer. Uh hard not to like him. He's just been playing so good. I think he has eight straight top 25 finishes. Um, And then obviously three straight top tens. Uh, the hot Sunday round, like we mentioned, we always like to target that the next week. So um, he's a fairways, greens, and uh, get hot with the putter type. Uh, he's three for three here. I like Tony Finau as well. Um, He's not a guy that you think of on these shorter courses, but he's actually a positive putter on bent grass. He's been really good around the greens and uh, coming in with a couple top tens in his last uh, three events. He's never missed a cut here. So I like him quite a bit. Some other guys with some good course history, Corey Connors, Joaquin Neiman, uh, both of them elite ball strikers. Both of them struggle a little bit with the short game, but I mean, Neiman's got like 19 straight cuts in a row, the longest made cut streak on tour. And uh, he's much better uh, putter on bank grass than he is anywhere else. We've talked about this in the past. So um, he's a guy that makes a lot of sense for me. And then just naturally, I'll be underweight on the guys around him. I know Scheffler's from Texas, but uh, I can't play everyone. Woodland, I mean, if he burns me, that's fine. He's got a lot of high finishes recently, but uh, he's got the most missed cut equity of anyone up here. And then Sungjae could be interesting. I mean, he's a guy that hits a ton of fairways. We know he's good around the green and on the green. So it just comes down to his iron. Sometimes they hit, sometimes he loses like six strokes and uh, you just kind of take your chances there. But uh, kind of like his chances to make the cut and at lower ownership, he'd be, probably be my pivot in this range.
0: Yeah, Woodland at that salary, I, I just, I can't do that. Um, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, but uh, if you just, you look at our data and our projections as top 10 percentage, you know, your rating and your model there, Noto and his cut probability, it's just, um at 9,200 uh, and some at least ownership i just uh, that one's an easy fade for me so tambo your thoughts on the nine case
2: it's nice they're all nice names on paper there's lots of good things to say about all of them like i said i just really do you can't you can i'll play like i always do i'll play some sets where i'm avoiding these guys at the top but i i'll be overweight on the top and in this tournament like noto mentioned earlier back down to the normal 121 120 as it's supposed to be a one extra guy in the field this year for a special invite or whatever. But the idea of that invitational just allows for more. And there still is some guys at the bottom, not a bunch that I love, but there's enough that I like that I'll be able to make lineups using those guys at the top. So just naturally, you know, I like Connors, Neiman, Jay. I could play those guys, but it's just tough to get after them when I like answer and above. And then I really start to go down from there. So not, not really high on this range in general, to be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm a little bit higher on the golfers in here, I think, than you are. Um, it's just, you know, I, I don't mind Finau at 12% and Scheffler at 9%. You know, Connors is, is chalk. Uh, his ball striking has been great. So I, I like Sung JM a lot. Um, if you look at the strokes gain data last week, he was one of the only players to gain in every aspect, uh, you know, off the tee approach, around the greens, putting. He, he played pretty well, and, you know, he, he – he didn't get a lot of TV coverage because he wasn't like one of the two or three leaders there, but uh, really solid through four rounds. And, uh, just eventually those irons are going to kick back into where we were used to them being. And, uh, and he's had some decent finishes, uh, here and there, not as consistent as what we saw maybe last year, but, uh, with Sung Jay in the single digits for ownership, I really like him here. So, uh, I put him as my favorite, uh, play of the week. So Sung M is my, plant your flag guy there at 9100 no to any other takes on those 9k guys uh before we move on
1: no i uh, definitely like the call on sungai i like him this week too and then uh jason Kokrak, are you guys going there he just continues to put well he gains like three strokes every single week and if he has a good ball striking week he could uh really surprise some people
2: i don't mind that at all i, I was just gonna say that when cards was chiming in on him i actually like that i, I would be I know that Neiman and Connors are 20% apiece, and it's hard to say a bad thing about either of them. They're just better golfers than they have been. We like Neiman on bank grass. Connors has been incredible, but I like those two at the bottom who are getting no ownership, who I still think can have just as good of a week, if not better, in him and Kokrak. So uh, definitely something I'll be looking at when I'm building in that 9K range.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and I think those guys are you know, are, are strong plays because when you, when you get to the – you know, the higher end of the 8K range, there's not that much there. There's only five golfers priced between 85 and 89. One of them's Phil coming off a win. Uh, you know, you got Justin Rose feels a little bit overpriced. Horschel feels a little bit overpriced. Hoffman, you know, the Texas narrative with him and the way he's been playing, he'll be the guy that gets ownership in there. But uh, there's not a lot of golfers from 85 to 8900 period. So, um, in fact, there's one, there's one golfer at each – I just noticed that one golfer at each price point, 89, 88, 87, all the way down to eight K. So, um, and, you know, we know that Harmon is the guy because he's the highest projected on player of the week. We'll we'll let Noto talk about him in a minute, but uh, Tambo your thoughts on the other eight K players this week.
2: Yeah. I think there's guys I can use in here for sure. And this is where I'm talking. If I can, you know, get some different builds going, I can use one guy at the top, go down to someone in here, but I think, you know, Billy Horschel Hoffman Palmer, Those three stand out just near the top range. I'm never a big Justin Rose guy. I get the history. You know, if he keeps going with that putter, we'll, we have a good week. He's got seven wins on bent grass since 2008. So that's something to be said about that. But at the same time, I just like the guys below Hoffman's definitely picking up the ownership, but probably for good reason, you know, but beyond that, you know, I'm always a Kevin Nog guy. I'll play him regardless of the price. He's almost like a Louis to me when you get him in these fields, a shorter course, par 70, precise, scrambling around the green, just everything uh, for him. And, and he actually wins. He's got four wins in the last four years. And then even Streelman coming back over. I know Noto's going to talk about Harmon, like you said, so we'll leave that. But he's, I think, literally the model favorite. Is he not? I think Noto just typed it in the chat, and I saw it there earlier. The the Noto rating. My, you know, I'm always <laughs> spitting for the Noto rating. And he's the number one Noto rating of all time, points per dollar.
1: Yeah, this week for sure.
2: All time,
1: I mean, I I don't keep track of going back, but uh, just got to be
2: close. (laughs) It's it's almost yeah. It's got to be the one man eleven point one seven. No to our
0: dollars. There's some there's some bias in there. There's got to be bias.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was just typing out nothing subjective goes into the model.
2: (laughs) Twenty six percent projected ownership. Just the automatic no to a bump.
0: no, I. I, It's hard not to like him at at that salary for sure.
1: Yeah. And, and uh,
2: it, last you week know, you could talk about wasn't his around the green and cutter The only thing that didn't show up, and that's normally his mo.
1: Yeah, lost four point three strokes uh, on and around the green is worse than two thousand and eighteen. Uh, you know, he loves Colonial. It's a perfect course fit for him, so it uh, definitely makes sense. Uh, he could be like eighty eight hundred and still rate out as one of the better guys in my model this week. So. I do like him. I hate the ownership, obviously, uh, but there's a lot of good plays in this range. I love the Kevin knock call. Um, Devin said we need a boots on the ground take. Is he going to keep his uh, contacts in this week? Uh, so <laughs> if anybody's out there uh, in the practice rounds, let us know. Um, but yeah, he wins a lot. He's won here before. Um, I like that take quite a bit. He's been in bad form. That's going to help lower the ownership. Uh, Matt Wallace is a guy he's top 35 in all four strokes game categories in this field which uh, he just continues to play well. Um, I like him a lot this week. And then Charlie Hoffman is going to be the ultimate chalk. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like number one or two in terms of ownership. Everyone's talking him up. The Texas angle, um, the Irons have just been on fire, continues to play well, four straight top 20s. Um, It's hard not to like Hoffman, kind of similar to Connors and Harmon and uh, all these guys. And then can't believe we didn't mention him in, in the uh, intro, but Cameron Tringali going from T2 to like T120 after four holes. I think he was 13 over or something like that in those four holes. Um, just played, wild. Played though.
0: his last nine bogey free two under though. This
1: <laughs> is wild. Yeah. Um, I, I, at that point, my Tringali team had no shots. So I was kind of hoping for him to, to miss the cut. Uh, but I'll be back on him this week. It does look like. He's still going to be pretty popular, but uh, if he would have just, you know, top 20 last week, he'd be a lot more expensive and uh, a lot higher on. So I don't mind going back to that. And like you mentioned, the last nine holes look pretty good. So I uh, got it out of a
0: system at least. <laughs> All right. I'll flip it back to you, Tambo. You any follow-ups on uh, the players in that range?
2: Like everyone just loves everyone in here. Like we're about to get to 7.9 with Grillo, but like Harmon, 26%, Matt Wallace, I thought he'd be sneaky. You go, look, he's almost a 15%. Like I'm just happy to go to some of these other guys around them. Like I mentioned, the Nas, the Streelmans, um, you know, back to Tringali's a little lower, at least he's somehow lower than Wallace. Like that's interesting. We'll get to some of these other guys in the 7.9 K range, but yeah, I'll have to wait and see. I haven't spent a lot of time on actually building out any lineups yet. That's going to be before I get to the show tomorrow night to be a little bit prepared, but just from first glance and stuff, it just seems like it's going to be, easy to avoid some of this chalk in these areas. So I'm, I'm happy to do so in here as well. Besides, Ryan, I, besides
1: Ryan, I, Ryan Palmer home game.
2: Yeah. yeah I like right? it. Yeah. Actually, we didn't mention him. What's he showing? I don't really care that. Yeah. I like him. Um, member of the course His caddy's a member of the course and really good memories. Yeah, I read an article on this yesterday about uh, unfortunately his dad passed away three years ago. It was his favorite course. So he, he said that, you know, the, the fans being behind him would be a big thing here. And now we've got, fans back and you know even with the pressure that comes with it still pretty pumped up and again no one's going back to him but we lo- we all loved him last week so uh I'll, I'll be back on him for sure i didn't even think of that one right now all right so let's go ahead and move down into
0: the uh the seven k's there uh note that if you are watching this you know either live or shortly after uh kh lee has withdrawn and is still showing in lineup hq Uh, having a little glitch getting his projection removed there, but uh, just don't uh, make sure you're not putting him in any lineup builds. Uh, Tom Lewis has replaced him, so he will be in the field, Um, you know, likely by the time many of you watch uh, or listen to this, he'll be out of there, but just make sure you don't have KH Lee in your player pool. So uh, Grillo looks like a chalky play again at uh, 7,900. Talked about the way his stats lined up last week uh and also a lot of that is because the field does start to thin out here in that uh, below 8k range so anybody that at least has a sense of being a little mispriced is going to be pretty popular uh, and in here it looks like that's going to be Grillo it's going to be Chris Kirk so uh Noto do you have a take between those two guys and then anybody else kind of in the mid to upper 7 ks
1: yeah, I mean, if it's going to come down a short game, I think I would give a slight edge to Chris Kirk. Um, but both of them have been, you know, pretty good. Uh, Greelo like you mentioned, the stats have been awesome. He's gaining seven-plus strokes a week with his irons. He's got the good course history here. Uh, I do worry a little bit, you know, if he's got, he's got to make some putts if he's going to win. Um, and I think Kirk is a guy that uh, is a little bit better putter, a little bit better around the green. So I think both are strong plays, but obviously you're going to have to, you know, take the toll with the higher ownership. Uh, My favorite guy in here is Brandon Snedeker. Uh, The stats don't don't look great if you, you know, zoom out, but he's got three top 20s in his last four starts. The irons have come alive a little bit. Uh, The putter's gotten really good. Um, He's typically very good on these shorter courses. He's made at least four cuts in a row here with a couple of top 20s. So really like the spot for Snedeker. Uh, We saw him at the Byron Nelson on that really long course, um, finishing the top 20. So uh, hopefully his game is turning in the right direction. And then uh, in that same sort of category, I like Matt Kuchar. Um, you know, the only miscuts recently have been at the Masters and the PGA, and both of them are like really long courses. Um, when you get him on the shorter courses, he's been top 20 pretty much every week. So, I like going back to Matt and he's the one guy in this range that's not going to be too chalky that uh, I have
0: my eye on. All right, uh, like those calls there, Tambo. Your thoughts on the upper end of this 7k range?
2: No, noto stole my guys, man, and he didn't even name the best reason why. So, I love that he mentioned it but the old man inspiration you just watched lefty win a major go. at 50 and now you pull out Brand snedeker and matt kuchar at a spot that suits them just perfect and, and snedeker by the way is just the perfect spot he's crammed right in the middle of Harmon and grillo the entire chalk range he's got uh, what is it a 17th the 4th and 11th played with mitchell at the team event and did well he's been doing his thing and like i said the old man inspiration is certainly going to be something and, it, and it, the course just suits him matt jones uh, one on tour this year already came up with some great ball striking. I think he's a guy that sits well here. I'm with you on Kirk. uh Noto. I know that he's got the ownership, but it's just a guy I like. And then I'll even play a little bit of Siwoo and Sergio there just below him. I don't think either of them are getting any ownership, but uh you know, the, just the plays there that again, people won't go back to Sergio has been pretty good off the tee approach, not really on with this putter. If he could turn that around, he's, you know, 7,500 bucks worth the risk. And then Siwoo, my guy, Kenny Kim, always tells me play Koreans in Texas and it's been a thing. So uh, I'll definitely get back in on Siwoo Kim as a, a boom bust play. It's always, you know, hit or miss with him. But if he has a good week going and we saw him win, uh, or well, he, did, he didn't He did actually, I, I was going to say played well at the RBC Heritage. So, uh, you know, Siwoo Kim on a short, shorter course another course, you get a plaid jacket, maybe come back and pick one up here. So I, I do like Siwoo with the stats across the board and low ownership.
0: All right. Uh, Yeah, this range, I don't, I don't love as much. Um, You know, I'm not going to have any bold takes against any of these guys. I mean, if you got conviction on, on somebody, um, especially some of the lower own plays in there, if you're looking for pivots away from Kirk or Grillo, um, you know, it's, Sergio, I don't mind. Uh, And Uline is the guy I tagged up. You know, you look at, uh, he posted a win and a seventh on the corn Ferry tour uh, did make the cut. In, I think, five straight PGA Tour events here during the spring. So, um, you know, a, a glimpse of form from him. I, I like him and back to back top 15s at this event as well. So uh, he's not going to grade out quite as well statistically as some other players, but you uh, line at 7,500. Uh, I think worth a look in tournaments. Um, anything else on those guys uh, in the mid 7Ks? Uh, Tambo, you got anything else there? Or we'll uh, let you move on.
2: Um, I'll take, I'll take it from there and just go down to the bottom seven Ks with starting with Joel Damon, 7,400, uh, like his, you know, two top twenties here in the last three years, uh, decent enough at the PGA championship. I, I don't know, you know, best setup for him, but I think here uh, is just fine and he can play well. So I think he's a good call at 7,400 Harold Varner right there at the same price. Uh, your guy, Russell Knox, I think is interesting. Like this is where I'm going to be mixing it up with those guys at the top. I'll be living in this range. Carlos Ortiz always has the Texas narrative. I'm sure he's going to pull a little bit of ownership. He usually does. And played, we had 9%, not too much. Played well last week, uh, well enough, I should say. And then just a a bunch of guys you can take shots with. Matthew Neesmith, Taylor Gooch, Kevin Kisner, Doug Gim go back to the well. Like there's a lot of guys in here that I feel comfortable with. And that's why I'm so set on the top or even mixing it up in that 9K range with like Im and Kokrak and some of these guys and seeing what's left over. So uh, I really like using this range down here quite a bit myself. All
0: right, Noto, your thoughts
2: on that range?
1: I agree on pretty much everyone. Um, this has got to be the flop lag week for Doug Gim. He was like 25% at 7,500 the last time he teed it up. Missed the cut. It's, been, it's still in Texas, so uh, I don't mind going there. He's played here twice. I know he's missed the cut both times. He but... only
0: missed by one that event. He was chalky, right? Or was that the week before? Uh,
1: I think he missed it? He was like minus one. Yeah, and...
0: never mind. Yeah, I think that was the week before that when he wasn't quite as chalky. He missed by one
1: so uh i don't mind going back there um moving up uh, i like the kisner call anytime you get him on these shorter courses he's been nothing but terrible recently but uh maybe you know he can get it going this week i like russell knox i like taylor gooch uh neesmith has been on fire with his irons so i like that call as well and then varner Dahman up top the one guy that i don't have a ton of interest in is Patton kazire i've heard his name a lot so i'm hoping he's going to be popular but he's played here five times t63 is his best finish and he's just so wild off the tee. Um, his good drive percentage is pretty bad. Um, doesn't hit a lot of fairways. So I think he could get in trouble. Um, and that, I'm I think hoping it's just he's because be.
0: everybody's playing him because of the form and the fact
2: that there's just yeah. not a lot of value. Yeah, but I mean, I get it. Both in Texas, I think. I think it, was, it yeah. wasn't it was the Byron and the and the Valero. So I think it was two yeah. Texas finishes top 10.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, if he's going to be low owned, I'll, I'll take some shots on him. My model likes him. But um, he's a guy that I think could miss the cut if he's going to be popular.
0: Uh,
2: Let's see. What do we? <laughs> Harry Higgs get, getting all the ownership? You in? Yeah. Inched. What
0: the heck? <laughs> I mean, is he going to be recovered and ready to go for this? Uh, is he gonna <laughs> I don't be... <laughs> know
2: about that. <laughs> Any other takes above seven k, Tambo? I don't think so, man. No, not nothing that needs to be talked about. All right. Fairways,
1: fairways and short game, Brendan Todd.
2: <laughs> well, him We're... and CT Pan, if you want to talk about fairways and yeah. greens, but it's just—is it really going to happen? I don't know. We'll see.
0: We are going to fire up our guess the golfer game for those of you who aren't familiar we take a golfer that's not going to be super popular under 7k on DraftKings we tell you to guess a golfer that uh, the three of us at least reasonably agree on might be a good play this week and it's not going to be you know the obvious uh, highest owned guy below 7k although there's not a lot of chalk in that range this week. Uh, might be somebody a little further down talking maybe 2 3% ownership or something like that. So fire up your guesses if you're not a Roto-Grinders Premium member. Uh, the first person to correctly guess our Cheap Golfer of the Week uh, gets a free week to try it out. So go ahead and start throwing some guesses in there. And Noto, outside of our uh, winning golfer, I know there's not a lot to love below 7K this week, but uh, who are you looking at if you do dig that deep?
1: Yeah. So uh, not mentioning the uh, guest, the golfer, there's only three guys that I have uh, that I'm planning to play right now. So I'm hoping you guys have something uh, to convince me to add a few more. So uh, Vinton Whaley, 6,200. I think he could get double digit ownership. Um, he's just too cheap. Nine straight made cuts, eight straight top forties, I believe. Uh, and then you have Danny McCarthy feels too cheap as well. He's a guy that hits a lot of fairways. Very good with the putter. Uh, just depends on his iron game. If it shows up, I think he has some top 20 upside. And then Tom Hoagie, uh, very good with his irons. He's the best uh, on approach in this range uh, by quite a large margin. Um, he's played here four times, made three cuts. And he's from Texas, or at least went to, went to college in Texas. So those are my three for the week.
0: All right, Tambo, you got anybody down
2: there? A few, yeah. Vincent Whaley. I don't know. what I, Now I, the more I think about it, like he's just an automatic top 30. But it feels, if you think double digits, Nodo, that's going to be something because there's one you don't even need to come down here to cards point at the top you don't need any of these guys i just talked about so many guys in the lower 7k range that you can just play and so i'll do it because i don't care but i'm just saying it's not something I'm, is ideal jt poston 10th here last year 20th couple years before that i think that's pretty good uh richie Worenski as upside tom hoagie i was with you on card or er, er, noto patrick rogers not on bermuda and got 14th here last year Is this when he busts out and gets his win? You know, a couple other guys trying to look through my list. I don't think there's too many others. Uh, Zach Johnson right at 6,900. I guess I would take a stab at uh, almost like a Kisner, right? Hope that he can find his form on a course that would make sense, a form on a course that would make a little bit more sense for him. But uh, other than that, like I said, there's not too many down here. I really like that low 7K range. Kenny Kim liked uh, Denny McCarthy as well. If you want to really hope on a, on a hot putter and see what happens, but uh, not too much else. Uh, Tom Lewis did get put into the pool at 6,400. I should note for the KHC withdraw.
0: Yeah. And we'll get him uh, we'll get him added in there in our lineup builder as well. Um, interesting. You know, I meant to bring this up earlier and we got some extra time here, but uh, what's, what's up with Kisner? You know, I, 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 nobody plays him now and I've tried playing him a few times at low ownership, but he's been so bad um you know just a blip or uh noto what's the model think of Kisner? uh
1: he rates out as a positive value um his stats i mean they don't look terrible he's just like missing cuts by one or two strokes uh last week was pretty bad but other than that it hasn't been too bad and uh you know the players you can you know forgive the masters you can forgive pj you can forgive so uh, i think it's a good time to hop back on him
2: i don't hate it
0: yeah it's uh it's it's interesting and your model goes back a little longer term too right
1: yeah like two years
0: if you if you went with a little more shorter term time span he probably wouldn't grade out quite as well but uh this would be the type of course uh and i don't have his course history in front of me either but i didn't i looked at it last night i didn't think it was too bad um he's got to win yeah not uh not seven straight seven straight top 30 top 31 finishes here like Harmon has but um it's still pretty good so uh tambo noto anything else i don't know if we're gonna get a quiet group uh, in the chat tonight so uh will accept uh somebody saying that ricky fowler is the goat so um fair enough after last week you know it's uh when no but finally everybody i think had finally opted off the bandwagon he decided to troll everybody but um anything else uh tambo we got a smaller field this week so didn't take us quite as long to get through but
2: no, I think he won uh, DJ Johnson himself there, 50,000. I think uh, we saw that. Oh, yeah, we had today. some and big the, winners
0: last the week. The Tuesday
2: testimonials. I know one guy ripped it up for 150K plus uh, and... I know D Johnson. I believe it's like D Johnson 101 or something. I see it all the reviews and stuff, but I think it was a 50k win with a little Ricky Fowler to round it out. So I would certainly think he's the goat too. He's done nothing but really lose me money and disappoint me and lots of heartbreak over my time playing PGA DFS. But uh, unless you had him for 40% ownership at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, where even then he tried to lose to Brandon Grace down the stretch, so. Yeah, a lot of heartbreak with Ricky. Not much else here No cards. I think, again, a lot will come into play. We'll look at the weather tomorrow night. I'll just plug the show one more time. You know, the Wednesday night show, it's it's yourself and me tomorrow night. So we're going to be going back through this. We'll look at some of this roster construction using some of these plays that we like and see how it all shakes out, what we can do to be a little bit different against the field, what everybody else is doing, and then go from there, setting up some lineups with some different exposures and whatnot. So excited for that one.
0: All right. Uh, nobody guessed our, uh, our golfer, our cheap golfer of the week. So, Brian Stewart was the winner. Put him in my article. Um, and, and I just think, you know, you get a shorter course where safety is paramount and distance isn't required. A guy that generally makes cuts in a 120 golfer field. Uh, I think that has value this week, uh, trying to get those six of six lineups, which is always the goal. So, uh, Brian Stewart was our last remaining value pick of the week. But uh, I think that'll about wrap us up here. Noto, you got anything else?
1: uh it looks like the weather um at least from a very early standpoint i just checked the daily like 10 to 15 mile per hour winds every single day sustained so uh, if the gusts get up there it should be uh, a fun week and a lot tougher than last year at least i'm open
0: yeah it should definitely play tougher without the strong field back to the may date so um you know maybe not as tough as it used to uh, just because all the golfers are so good these days but uh i don't know it'll be a nice test and we'll see what uh, this week has in store for storylines we've already had plenty uh, after Phil's big win last week. So thanks as always for watching, everybody. We'll go ahead and get out of here. Good luck with all your lineup builds for the Charles Schwab challenge for Tambo and Noto and our producer, Devin. I am Justin. Have a great week, everybody. And we will catch you back here next week. Same time, same place. Good luck, everybody. <laughs>